Let's turn in our Bibles back to the Gospel of John, chapter 11. We come to chapter 11 and verse 25. And we find one of our little gems again. <laughs> and it says, Jesus said unto her, unto the woman, <laughs> I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. So another one of Deity's declarations, I am the resurrection. I am the resurrection that men might have hope. Would you come to church if you knew there was no resurrection? I don't think so. Why would we? <laughs> and when you think of so many religions that have a leader that uh, they don't believe in that, and even some <laughs> Christian denominations don't believe in it, why go? <laughs> What's the purpose of living a strict Life, a life that doesn't say eat, drink and be merry for tomorrow we die and all done. <laughs> no, praise the Lord, we have the assurance of the resurrection. Jesus is the resurrection. In the Lord's time, who were the four main groups of religious people that were there present that opposed him, it seems, all the way? <laughs> From the start, they were giving an ear, but not long after that, in the Lord's ministry, they started resisting him to the point of death. There were the main ones were the Pharisees, weren't they? Remember the Pharisees. Who was another group? The Sadducees. And another group? The scribes. And another group, probably not as well known, the, Herod <coughs> the Herodians. And so... The Pharisees were the real strict conservative ones. The ritualist, as I was in the Jewish Museum in Melbourne, and they had creation. Well, it just didn't start anywhere. And I said, what? what? I said to this person, curator, I said, well, why don't you start with creation? Oh, the more strict Orthodox Jews believe that. <laughs> I said, and how long ago do they say? About 6,000 years. Okay, same as us. <laughs> but the more liberal Jews believe in, you know, it just happened, evolved. And I thought, how could they? <laughs> but how do Christians? Christians do that too, don't they? Uh, theistic evolutionists do that. So <clears throat> they were there, there, the Pharisees were there. They believed in the 6,000 years if they were with, well, the, there's a Sanhedrin now. And in, over there in Israel, 70 of them, they're back, they're organised, they've got their, 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 their clothing. But these we call the ritualists or religionists, uh, the Sadducees. And why I'm pointing these four groups out is because we want to get to the Sadducees. What sort of people were they? What, were their, what was their doctrine like? Were they, were they lax? Were they, lib were they uh, strict? What didn't they believe? They didn't believe in the resurrection. resurrection. That's where we're heading today, in the resurrection. They didn't believe in a resurrection. <laughs> they were Jewish people with a Jewish Bible, a Hebrew Bible, didn't believe in it. And they were challenging the Lord, you know. Remember the occasion? If uh, he dies, 
and uh, then the next husband dies, and has she had seven husbands, they all die. Who shall be? Ha, they thought they had him on a hook there. <laughs> Who shall? Whose husband will she be? Up there, and the Lord said, "You, you error. You don't know the Bible. They don't. They're not given in marriage there." <laughs> and um, you see, they they thought they had him on a technicality or <laughs> on their belief. So. The Pharisees, the Sadducees, then there were the scribes. They were the recordists. They were doing from jot and tittle people, you know, little bit, everything counted. Then there was the Herodians, and they were the royalists. They were the ones that said, yes, it's okay to have Rome ruling over us. And they weren't very well liked by the other groups. But you see, they had a common enemy, didn't they? Who was their common enemy? The Lord Jesus Christ. The way, the truth, and the life. And all these religious people were against him. You know what? I believe if the Lord Jesus came today, there would be the same. There would be opposition so that they would crucify him. Again, I mean, it's not going to happen. But they would rebel against him because they have their idea. And it's not biblical. So <clears throat> the group that we're thinking of today, they were... The Sadducees, it's easy to remember them. They were sad, you see, because they didn't believe in the resurrection. What hope? Why even go to church? Why even go to the synagogue if that's what you believe? Um, They were the most miserable lot. That's what the Bible says in Corinthians, the most miserable. If we don't believe in the resurrection, one has no hope. And which group are you in today? Do you believe that Jesus has been raised, is in heaven, seated at the right hand? I pray that you do. Because you're a most miserable woman or man if you don't. And I don't know why you're here sitting even in church today. Go out and enjoy yourself. (laughs) I mean, that's not good advice from a preacher, but but that's what they most well do. Wasting your time being here. Here the Lord Jesus in John eleven twenty five correctly declared, I am the resurrection. And he was saying this while talking to Martha about her dead brother. Yeah, she, she believed in resurrection, didn't she? I know that, you know, in the last day the resurrection will happen. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection. She had no idea, even in that hint, what was about to happen to her brother. And, and who was the other one that was involved? It was Lazarus? He was, and Mary. Mary, the one that broke the alabaster. The one that had been forgiven of a great sin. And that's earlier in the, in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. The same Mary. And she worshipped the Lord. She sat at his feet while Martha was busy about serving. And I think we all feel sorry for Martha. And the rebuke the Lord gave her. She was busy doing the Lord's, what she believed the Lord's work and she was rebuked for that, for not sitting because the Lord wasn't, you're not going to have me here always. Worship me while you can and worship me while I'm here. Well, of course, we can worship when he's not here. He is here <laughs> where two or three are gathered. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for this great declaration, an encouraging declaration, a truth that resounds down through through from the from the time of your resurrection that uh, come see the place where the lord lay he is not here for he is risen
And Lord, we can say that today. And you are, and you can declare it, and we can declare it for you. You are the resurrection and the life. And I pray that we would, each and every one of us, believe that today. For if we don't, we have no hope. Lord, no hope of eternity, no hope of life after death. But we do have it because your word declares it. Lord, we do pray for those that cannot be here, that you would strengthen them. Lord, those that have been in hospital and had operations, and that you would repair them and that they might be patient in recovering and be with those that are in hospital or in sick beds or, or locked at home and can't come. Minister to their needs, Lord. <clears throat> You're the God who can be everywhere present through your Holy Spirit dwelling within the believer. And Lord, comfort and strengthen with the, the comforter that came. Lord, bless the work of the missionaries and ministry of the word today in the countries where they're at where they live, where they have opportunity to share. Lord, we do pray that you be with Winston and Hannah and, uh, Lord, encourage them. And, Lord, that they might be encouraged to follow hard after your word to do your will in their lives and be with those that will be travelling even today to come back from the wedding. We ask and pray all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. <clears throat> Let's turn back to John chapter 5 and verse 25. John 5:25. And we have here where the Lord preached the resurrection, as I feel in there. He preached the resurrection, as we have here in 5:25. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the hour is coming, and now is, when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall live. You see, the Lord knew there's a resurrection happening soon, and now is. But there is coming a day when that will happen. So he declared the resurrection in verse 25. He has the duty of the resurrection, actually, in verse 26 and 27. For as the Father hath life in himself, so hath he given it to the Son to have life in himself. And hath given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. You see, this authority for resurrection and judgment has been given by the Father to the Son. And so the Son has the duty of this. He describes the resurrection, verse 28, the Lord does in that verse, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice. Um, he describes it in the, in the fashion that everybody in the grave will hear his voice. How many is, how many is all? All is? All. Every person that's ever lived or been conceived. Let's go, let's go that far, I believe. The conception of the individual is when a life begins. And so everyone will hear the voice. They all will be raised. They will all come forth in resurrection. Christian and non-Christian, believer and non-believer. And then he divided the resurrection as we get to verse 29. And shall come forth they that have done good unto the resurrection of life. So it's the resurrection of life. And they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. And so there's the resurrection of life and the Lord taught this. And there's a resurrection of damnation. And this is further 
uh, explained to us through the gospel, I mean, not the gospel, <laughs> the revelation in the last, well, second last chapter of the Bible, is it? Chapter 20, third last chapter in the Bible of Revelation. There's an angel that came down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. He laid hold on the dragon, the old serpent, who was the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years were finished. So it's just going through prophetically time as it will happen in that time. It's logical, it's easy to understand. It's in English for us here, not in Greek. <laughs> and uh, until the thousand years should be fulfilled and after that he, the Satan, must be loose for a little season. And he hasn't been bound for the last 2,000 years. He's been on the loose doing an evil work. And has, he has been doing that since creation. And I saw thrones and they that sat on them and judgment was given to them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus. Remember, this is the end of the book of Revelation. So those that had been witnesses and had been slain for being witnesses and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast, that is the Antichrist and that talked about back in Revelation, neither his image, neither had received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands, and, had, and they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So what had happened to them? They had been raised to live and reign with Christ for that thousand years that was coming. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were, were finished. So you see, you have a division of people being resurrected. The believing ones were resurrected before the thousand years and the unbelieving ones were resurrected after the thousand years. And uh, John said here, this is the first resurrection. They that are raised before the thousand years. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. Blessed are the people that get resurrected in the first resurrection. And such the second death hath no power. They shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. And so I say, if plain sense makes common sense, seek no other sense, for all other sense is nonsense. And so that's a portion of scripture that's easy understood as you look at it there. The Lord preached the resurrection. He mentioned it in John chapter 5, and then John expanded that in the book of Revelation in the last time. The Lord not only preached it, but he practiced resurrection, didn't he? Um, <clears throat> sorry, he, uh, I've jumped ahead. He predicted, predicted his own resurrection. He predicted his own resurrection. Uh, time always gets to us. <laughs> Matthew 12, I'll re mention the verses. Matthew 12, 38 to 41. There is something about a man that went into a belly of a big fish. <laughs> and he was there for three days and three nights. Like Jonah was three days and three nights, so the Son of Man will be three days, three nights in the heart of the earth. And so he predicted his resurrection in that. In Matthew chapter 16, 21 to 23, he told his disciples that he was going to die, and Peter rebuked him. And the Lord said no. And he predicted his death, his resurrection at that time. It, Peter didn't seem to, once he heard death, he didn't hear the rest. <laughs> we need to hear that the Lord was going to be raised. The Lord predicted his resurrection in chapter 16 of Matthew. In John's Gospel, chapter 2, verses 18 and 19, particularly there, the Lord said this 
to the group gathered. He said, destroy this temple and in three days I will rise it again. Now, I don't know. We don't know the gesture of the hand. So he might have said, destroy this temple, pointing to himself. And in three days I will rise it, raise it, raise it again. <laughs> and they thought, and they, because of their reaction, what they said, this temple was 40 years in being built. How could you raise it in three days if it was destroyed? <laughs> of course, logic they were. <laughs> but they didn't realise they were talking about, he was talking about himself, this temple. And in John's Gospel, chapter 10, he predicted again, he said in verse 15 through to 18, particularly 18, I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it up again. And so the Lord predicted his own resurrection in those four instances. And there are probably others are the ones that come to mind as we're preparing. The Lord performed resurrections that we all know of. Now, the world, when they criticize Christianity and mock and laugh at a resurrection, don't know the Bible, do they? They do not know the scriptures. They do not know the Lord. And therefore, to them, it, is, it, it just can't be true. The unsaved people in, was it, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, they can't understand spiritual things. But the Lord performed resurrections. Can you think of the three resurrections the Lord performed? And we only mention these for sake of time. Luke chapter 7, verses 11 to 17, the widow of Nain's only son. And the Lord raised him from the dead. And most the times when the Lord did it, people mocked at him. He only sleepeth. The one time the disciples said, well, when Lazarus had died, they were away. And the Lord stayed a few extra days and was caught up on the way doing his work. The, the disciples said, well, yep. Yeah, Let's go to Jerusalem and die if that's the way you want it. That's even the disciples said that. You know, it's like, if we go down there, we're, we're going to be caught and we're going to be executed. I and mean, we'll die with him. Let's die with Lazarus. And, you know, <clears throat> one time the Lord said in one of these resurrections, because we haven't got time to look, <laughs> that um, he sleepeth. And the disciples said, well, he's doing well if he sleeps. I, I like that one. <laughs> If you don't sleep at night, you, you know what that means. He does well if he sleeps. Praise the Lord if you can sleep well at night and don't wake up all the time. But, you know, if he's sleeping, let him sleep, Lord. Why do we have to go how many days' journey to, to wake him up? <laughs> and they thought they still didn't understand that there was a resurrection going to happen. So the widow's son was raised, the only son. And I th the Lord emphasized that, the only son. In those days, a son was one that would take care of you when you grew old and would meet your needs and, and put you up. And um, as uh, one of our, our children said, remember, we're choosing your retirement village. <laughs> Didn't you, Tim? <laughs> <laughs> Jokingly, <laughs> I think. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, we have a good time at times. <clears throat> yes. The daughter of Jairus is the next one. The ruler of the synagogue, a 12-year-old girl. 
was being carried. Mark chapter 5, verse 22 to, to 24. And uh, she was sick. And they, he, he sent his servants down saying, she's sick, could you come please? Heal her. He trusted the Lord that he could do that. He'd seen it happen. And then he sent some more, don't come, she's died. No, I'm going to come. Because <laughs> that the power and glory of the Lord might be manifest in that time, he went. And he put them all out and they, they laughed him to scorn. He said she's sleeping. You know, he, he knew where she was. He knew exactly what she would be like, where she was at that time, having died. And he put them all out, brought the parents in and raised the little girl from the dead and give her something to eat. And so he raised Jairus' daughter. And wouldn't that have been something? You, you think of a 12-year-old. You've had a 12-year-old. You think of a 12-year-old dying and the, the, the heartache that it caused, would have caused, uh, whether it be a son or a daughter, that's certainly heartfelt, isn't it? <clears throat> Why make this ado, said the Lord, the damsel is not dead but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn. And he raised her from the dead. Praise the Lord. I would... We'll have to talk to these people that got raised from the dead and how was it? How, how did it feel? <laughs> but of course we'll be in heaven with them anyway when we meet them. <laughs> then there's this one that we find in John chapter 11. He performed this resurrection, the resurrection of Lazarus. And there's so many things and thoughts in that passage right from verse 11 to about 47 about how it all transpired and how when he came there and he said you know roll back the stone he'd been dead four days and Martha's response was don't do it <laughs> he stinks by now <laughs> she was you know in the Middle East probably human might have been summer and he's gone off <laughs> and uh, but at thy command at the command of the Lord they roll back the stone and then he, he wept. On most of these occasions, the Lord is weeping. He knows the result of death, the pain of death, and the, the separation from those that are living. But <clears throat> the stone was rolled back, and he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. If Jesus had said, come forth, what would have happened? Everyone would have come out. <laughs> but he specified just Lazarus, come forth. And Lazarus came forth. And how did he come forth? He was all wrapped up. He was all wrapped up around his face and everything because he said, unloose him, loose him and let him go. He, he has to breathe. <laughs> He's now a living being. And so <clears throat> I heard one preacher talking, <laughs> talking about Martha's attitude. If you, if you get involved in the work of the Lord and, and get involved like uh, the Lord wanted them to, you know, open the tomb up. And uh, a lot of people don't get involved in the work of the Lord for fear of raising a stink. <laughs> and I thought, yep, that's probably appropriate. For, you know, we don't want to upset the apple cart. This is not uh, appropriate, Lord. We don't dig the grave up once they're in. <laughs> it's like rolling the stone back. But Lazarus came forth. And because of the resurrection of Lazarus, many believed. So what did the religious leaders want to do? Kill him. 
Hey, man, this is a resurrection. They knew it was a resurrection. It was verified by many people, many family members, and they wanted to kill him. Hey, folks, I said today earlier, if the Lord was here, they'd still kill him. The religious people would do it. Not the non-Christians. I'd look on as the Roman soldiers. And one of the Roman soldiers eventually said, surely this was the Son of God. But the religious people were out to bribe those who witnessed what happened. They were trying to keep silent the people that saw the resurrection of Lazarus and the resurrection of the Lord. And so he performed resurrections. That's why he could say, I am the resurrection. He has the power to do that. Given as we read earlier, by the Father to him. The Lord personally participated in resurrection. In Matthew 28, you have the record there in verse 6. Matthew 28, verse 6. <clears throat> it was that the angel said, He is not here, for he is risen. As he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. What's there? Nothing. Well, there are the, the cloth. There's the cloth that's there. Not the Turin cloth either. <laughs> but the cloth is there. He's not here. And uh, if you go to Israel, you'll probably visit the tomb. <laughs> and go in, duck. You're taller. <laughs> to, get, to get in there and see the place where the Lord lay. It's believed it is the place. It's the garden tomb that they have there. So he is not here. And Paul said so. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15. So the Lord personally participated in resurrection. He was raised from the dead. <clears throat> and this is a great assurance for us as Christians. He has been raised. He has the power of resurrection. We also will be raised. In verses 3 and 4 of 1 Corinthians 15, For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins, according to the Scripture, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the Scripture. According to the, <laughs> when you have an argument, when you have a doctrine, a belief, it's got to be according to the Scripture, not our own thoughts. Not what we would like to think it to be, but according to the word of God. And so the Lord personally participated. And fifthly, the Lord proved his resurrection by the presentation of himself to his people. To his people, it's said that only believers saw the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. Now that would have been, well, it's not difficult for the Lord, but to get 500 brethren at once, all saved people. No non-Christians amongst them. <laughs> Uh, they saw him in his resurrected form. In verses 5, it reads of, of 1 Corinthians 15, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve, and of the women, of course, that were in the, at the tomb that day of the resurrection. After that, he was seen of above 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this day. And this day, let's just look at looking back and see can't remember all these dates, uh, 56 AD. So this is some years after the resurrection. Most of them are still alive. At this present time, some have died, have fallen asleep. 
<clears throat> and we read verse 7, and after that he was seen of James, then of, of all the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me also as one born out of due time, of Paul himself. On the road to Damascus, he was seen of Paul. Lord, what would you have me to do? He said. So the Lord <coughs> proved his resurrection by his presentation of himself to his people. And in Acts chapter 1, before he was um, ascended to heaven, he was there with them, and they saw him being taken up in the clouds away from them. Why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus that is taken up from among you shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go. Look up. <laughs> Our redemption draweth near. And last of all, Paul's proposition, if the Lord wasn't raised. In verses 12, back in 1 Corinthians 15, and he goes through this. Now, if Christ be priest that he rose from the dead, how say some among you there is no resurrection of the dead? I think it's a direct shot at the Sadducees. Now, say some among you there's no resurrection. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is not Christ risen. And if Christ is not risen, our preaching is vain and your faith is vain, just like we started with. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ whom he raised not up, if so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised. And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain and ye are yet in your sins. You see, see that? The importance of the resurrection. And if these liberals and apostates get out of the pulpit, the best thing they could do and go back to getting a, a real, I say a real job, <laughs> go back and, <laughs> I might be incriminating myself there, but go and get out of it. Stop saying there is no resurrection. What does the Bible clearly state? What do they say when they read something like this and they are in pulpits and saying there is no resurrection and he only swooned and he didn't really die and all of the nonsense that they go on with? If Christ be not raised, we're we not going to be raised. Now, faith is vain. We're in our sins. We, if, it's, if there's no resurrection, we are still all lost. All those in the Old Testament that did all the sacrifices, they did them in vain because they were looking to the cross. We're looking back to the cross. And, and, and it depends on the death, burial, resurrection, the shedding of the blood of the Lord Jesus for their salvation too, as well as ours. Ye are yet in your sins, but not so. <laughs> they, then they also who are fallen asleep in Christ are perished, eternally perished. If in this life we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable, as we started with. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. He has been raised. So last of all, the presentation of the program of the resurrection is given by Paul after he introduces the resurrection through Christ's resurrection and this uh, argument he presents here for his resurrection and how foolish it is not to believe in the resurrection. Then he presents the order of the resurrection and it's a logical place to do it, isn't it? The Lord led him by his spirit to pen these words. Now, 
is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man also came the resurrection. He's talking about old Adam back in the garden. <laughs> by man came death, by man came, by man the Lord Jesus came resurrection. He is the kinsman redeemer. He had to be one of us to be what he is. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. What a wonderful thing. All shall be made alive. Now it's not wonderful that you're raised to go to condemnation, but that's going to happen if you're unsaved. Raised to life. But every man in his own order, and he's, he's already thinking in his mind there's Christian and non-Christian, believing and non-believing people, all will be raised. Well, how, will, how, how can that be? Because as a, a religious person or as a Christian, you'd say, well, the unsaved, they don't need to be raised. They're already in torment. Because it tells us in the Bible they are. Yeah, that they're that um, Lazarus, not the Lazarus we're talking about here. The other Lazarus, the poor man and the rich man. And the rich man was in torment. Lazarus was in paradise. And that was in Old Testament times, gospel times. There, every man in his own order. And you read through and say, well, <clears throat> what order? Christ the first fruits. Has he been raised? Yes, we say. Categorically, yes, we believe in his resurrection. And so who else was raised when he was raised? Old Testament saints, as testified in Matthew 27, 51 to 54. And they were walking around Jerusalem, many of the Old Testament saints. <clears throat> if that wasn't a verification of the resurrection, well, it would have been. Uh, it doesn't say anything about what they said or if the writers of the New Testament talk to these people and how long they lived on earth or did they go up with the Lord I think they took they went with the Lord in his in his ascension but because they weren't going to die a second time <laughs> they went but it doesn't talk about those but they were and they had time to talk to people they had time to talk to living mortals down here and walked about the streets it would have been an amazing time what a verification this is absolutely true <laughs> What has just happened is absolutely true. Did they appear to the unsaved people? Well, they walk around Jerusalem. Did they see them? Did they recognise them but? <laughs> is this just a stranger in town? A stranger to them. We are strangers in this world. <laughs> Afterward, then, it says, so there's the Christ and the... He's the first fruits and those that were raised at that time. Afterward, and uh, that's a military company or troop banded in its proper order at that time, this order, will they that are Christ at his coming. And that includes all Christians. They that are Christ at his coming. And there has to be, there has to be a, a different part of the resurrection because if it's not, we're not going to go up. <laughs> but we are. So it's Christ the first fruits, afterward they that are Christ at his coming, and this is spoken about later on in the same chapter, verses 51 to 58. That speaks of the rapture or the catching away as it's used in the word there. In Philippians it's called the ek necron, out from among the dead resurrection. That is, people will be taken out from among the dead. Christians will be resurrected out from among the dead. And there's also Old Testament saints in Daniel chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, 
and some to shame and everlasting contempt. And that sounds very much like John chapter 5. Some to everlasting life, some to everlasting contempt. And there is a difference at the time of those. That's why they're divided as they are, as well as Christian and non-Christian being involved. And so <clears throat> we read on in verse 24 of the order. Afterward, they that are Christ is Then cometh the end when he shall have delivered up the kingdom of God, even the Father. When he shall have put down all rule and all authority in the verses following it speaks about that. And he must reign till he has put all enemies under his feet. The last enemy that shall be destroyed is death. And the, the end will be what is spoken of in the Revelation passage we're in earlier. But later in that chapter, in Revelation 20 verse 11, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, and whose, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open, and the, another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things written in the books, according to their works. The sea gave up the dead, and hell delivered up the dead that were in them. And they were judged every man according to his works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death that those in the first resurrection don't have anything to do with. We are delivered from the second death. And whosoever, whosoever was not found written in the book of life that was opened on this occasion was cast into the lake of fire. And I believe only unsaved people will be at that time in that resurrection and that judgment. And it hints all the way through that portion we've just read. So then cometh the end. So that's the three-parted side of the resurrection given. We've spoken of it before. If you've been born once, you will die twice. If you're born twice, you may die once. Have you been born again? Because you don't want to be part of the second this resurrection the last resurrection and be part of the second death there is no hope purgatory does not exist you won't be punished for a while and then get out it's not like that then cometh the end and you go on into eternal punishment a horrible thought but it's a true thought and God has told us plainly in his word it's going to happen so that all those who have heard are without excuse and those who haven't heard who willingly chose not to hear are without excuse you see nobody will be able to say to God you didn't tell me you didn't warn me this was coming every person in God's way has been made to hear the message remember the time when you were unsaved maybe as a, a young adult or a middle middle life you heard the message, no, not for me, I don't want that. doesn't affect me. It affects everybody and will for eternity. Uh, have you been born again? Are you saved? Have you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ with your heart and confessed with your mouth the Lord Jesus? I pray that you have. If not, today can be the day to trust the Lord. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the faith that we can have in the Lord Jesus. He is the resurrection. He has the power to raise us from the dead. People mock and laugh and scorn at that, but you created the world in six days. You can do anything. Lord, nothing is impossible with our God. 
And thank you for the promise of this. And pray for those that are unsaved that are here today or may be listening in. May they trust the Lord Jesus that he shed his blood to pay for their sin. And might they receive his righteousness as they believe and confess with their mouth and believe in their heart that God hath raised him from the dead. Thank you for this message, John. I am the resurrection. In Jesus' name, amen.